Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, football fans? Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns has brand new episodes for you. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app. Make it that much easier by checking that auto download button, but you can also catch Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms like Apple or Spotify, make sure that you tune in every single morning that there is a new episode for all of the entertainment and insight that Kaylee and I are bringing to you guys. I am Casey Hudson, joined by my co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it is time for us to sail into a new episode of that Rams versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers preview. We've got two teams that are very similar in their struggles, Kaylee, but first and foremost, how are you? I know we're both juggling crazy schedules between life and hockey and football and this is a Friday morning. I just needed an exhale. <laughs> and every morning that you wake up and crave an exhale is when you get a long list of things that you need to do. Um, so yes, how are you? I, I feel the craziness um, on my end. How's everything been going for you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I have a voice. You Ooh. can hear me, Bucks fans. I'm not sounding like a teenage boy anymore. So I'll take that <laughs> for the win. And there's that voice. Uh, Exactly. It's here. It exists. It just was, uh, you know, it had gone missing for momentarily. Um, no, I'm, I'm great. It's a good Friday. Uh, I've got an exciting weekend and my birthday's next week. So I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. It's like, season. It, feels, it feels like too far off still, but it's actually next week. So I'm like, okay, well, here we go. Good. I'm excited for you and make sure you celebrate it. It's one thing my parents have always been big on. You celebrate birthdays as if it's um, an anniversary or something major every yeah. single time. My sisters used to be like, but it's only 31 and a half. And they're like, we're celebrating. So excited, excited for that for you. Um, and then speaking of exciting, there's been some excitement. There's been some good news. There's been some progressions, guys, on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report. Kaylee and I are not about to sit here and read off this long, one-winded, uh, doomful list, if you will. It's a little bit more uh, positive. It's a little bit more progressive, and that's what that's what you look for on a week-by-week basis. I feel like the biggest thing that we can note heading into some team updates here is that that extended break really worked in favor in some ways for this Bucks team. So hopefully this is going to be a bit more positive. Um, 
I will say it just came out moments ago. Coach Bowles did officially rule out uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., Cameron Brait, and uh, Luke Gadecki, uh, as well as Russell Gage from Sunday's game versus the Rams, which brings us to the guys that have been a little bit more progressive. Uh, on the last episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, Kaylee, I'm pretty positive that I was concerned about the return of Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting. I thought they would have been another week or two away. Bucks fans, I apologize, and I am happy to be wrong and report that they both were in full participation as of yesterday. Um, how much hope do you think that brings this team, Kaylee? Or, you know, excitement to trend in the right direction here versus a Rams team that we can't say too many great things about? Yeah, uh, I think, I, I mean, I don't know how much good you can say about either team. Mm -hmm. But having anything good to say, even if it's like, this guy seems probable or he's headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. That's really good news. That's what you want to hear um, again, because there's there in the last in the last three or four weeks, there has not been all that much good news on the Bucks end. So being able to say this guy is back, this guy is getting healthy, this guy is is getting close. Those are all things that I think give the team excitement because adding in excitement pieces, adding in guys that um, that love football or, you know, when you've missed an extended period of time from football and then you get to go back out, it's like it's like a refresher. And then I yes. think what can happen is it refreshes everyone. Mm -hmm. So everyone starts feeding into that energy, that excitement. And frankly, this, this Bucks team has a bone to pick with the Rams. And so right. I expect them to come out, um, excited and strong this week playing at home. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it gives this whole team and definitely the fan base, a lot of excitement, uh, knowing that those guys are, uh, yeah, are, are feeling a little bit better. Absolutely. And you make such a good point with that too. Kind of like that reminder of, Hey, we're just so fortunate and lucky and, and blessed to do what we love. You, you really get that when you miss time on the field or when you're missing that key guy next to you. And then all of a sudden he's back and it's like, Oh yeah, this is what this is supposed to feel like. So great point there. I, I hope that we do see that resurgence with these guys on Sunday and them feeding off of one of one another and just kind of finding that love for football again, especially because you're not going to have that guy out there that just loves football and his smile says it all, no matter what's happening in the game. Antoine would Junior, so they've got they've got some key players to pull this one out for, um, and then they also should have their own you know motivation and ambition after everything that this team's been through. And another good note to kind of add to some of this positive sway, Bucks fans, is that it looks like Akeem Hicks will finally make his way back to the field in Raymond James Stadium this Sunday versus the Rams. And boy, oh boy, will we realize how much we've missed him? Uh, Coach said. For the most part, having Hicks back will reset this D-line back to their natural roles, if you will, which will be extremely helpful. And that is very true. You guys have heard me give Vita Vea a hard time for some of his plays, if you will, or not being as loud and explosive as we know him to be. And uh, depending on how that D-line shifts is where somebody can finally step into, I don't want to say their comfort zone, but maybe their full capability their full skill set there um obviously there was a tall task for logan hall there in the middle too with akeem hicks being out and we saw this run stop defense or this run defense completely change its identity after week two when akeem hicks went out and that's when you kind of realize how much a guy like hicks has to offer so that was the news that got me the most excited today kaylee was the fact that more than likely we're going to have akeem hicks back um 
Everyone shifting back to their roles, which is also going to be imperative with Shaq Barrett going to IR. Um, and then, as you guys probably know by now, there was no trades made at the trade deadline. Kaylee and I sat here and 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 had our ideas of what could have been beneficial, what we thought and hoped may take place. We read some fan responses, and guys, unfortunately, nothing happened there. But there's also a guy who might be on the uh, resurgence train, Kaylee. Um, Devin White. We've given him a hard time. We've given him a hard pass. We've had a lot of conversations revolving around him. And after Warren Sapp dug into him, it seems like he evaluated what was being said, um, acknowledged the fact that Warren Sapp has the freedom of speech to say what he wants, do what he wants, uh, but also just mentioned that his teammates know what he's doing out there. He feels good about that. He needs to learn. He needs to grow. He needs to get better. And that's probably the most accountability we will see uh, out of Devin White so far. And this is a good game for that to translate to if he's really kind of focused and honed in on what's happened, where the, the digression's taking place, and where he can just resurge himself as a leader, Keely, which takes us into uh, some some football talk, specifically Bucks offense versus a Rams defense if you yeah will. and before we get too far in um they uh, their Cooper Cup there were some questions about him he had limited participation yesterday but everybody is saying that they do expect him to go um but maybe mm -hmm. not at his you know he might have a snap count he might have some of those other things so that could very well play into the bucks favor um but that's a little bit more of our next topic right now bucks offense rams defense uh i mean it's one of the things that i'm really looking forward to you got to think about mike evans and uh who he's going to be up against and uh the fact that they have a little bit of a rivalry going on between Love a rivalry um you know him and ramsey it, it, it it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to see again there's a lot of history in you know between these two teams mm -hmm. so um you know i i just think about that matchup and that it's gonna be that it's gonna be a fun matchup and in the past i think so i think that this matchup is favor in favor of Mike Evans. And here's why. Um, because I think Mike Evans trajectory yeah. has, is on the rise. <laughs> He's on the rise. It's He's by on the right time. trajectory. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's by time for Mike Evans. He's doing the right things. I mean, I, I get it that they lost, but like getting that hundred yards uh, mm -hmm. in the game, that's a big deal. Making plays, getting in there, getting being able to, to really perform and stretch yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. His connection with Tom Brady has seemed a little bit better, more solid. So I really think that he's trending in the right direction. Right. And for this Rams defense, their, their past defenses, you know, it, I'll give them credit. It's, it's, it's pretty good. But I think that there are opportunities to get at them. So they do have like a 95, you know, rating for for pass defense, which again is pretty good. They have they've uh, um, they've got five interceptions. They've they've allowed nine touchdowns. So that's you know it's one of those things where it's like okay they've they've gotten to work. But Tom Brady has not allowed any interceptions in the last few weeks. Right. Um, he's been pretty on target. Uh, well, I don't know if I could say that. He's He's been – he hasn't gotten take advantage of. You know? Yeah, that's he's a great way to put it. He's avoided getting taken advantage of when he does miss. 
because mm-hmm. he has had some misses. Um, and I think that that will continue. I'm really hopeful that will continue. And I like this matchup. I like Mike Evans out there. I like what he's doing. I like that he's trending in the right direction. And so I think that this is going to be in favor of the Bucks. Um, but Casey, I want to hear your thoughts, but I'm also going to tee you up for something because I I know you're going to have some thoughts about this. <laughs> One thing yeah. I'm a little worried about is Aaron Donald yeah. against the Bucks offensive line. That's where so I feel confident with with Mike Evans. Feel a little bit more questionable with Aaron <laughs> Donald and this Bucks O line. How are you feeling, Casey? What do you oh, think man. about I that? I think I share. I think I share your mixed emotions on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Aaron Donald is, is is such a formidable player, and we know how strong he is. We know how aggressive he is. We know how smart he is. Um, which the scariest part about this is that Brady being probably what the most sacked quarterback in the league right now just puts this even larger target on his jersey to say, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna dirty up his jersey. But what I do like a little bit more, have more confidence in, if you will, Bucks fans, is that the side of the defensive line that Aaron Donald should be lining up on it should be going against guys like Shaq Mason and Tristan Wirfs. Uh, not that I have that I can really gas up Shaq Mason at the moment. I really think that he's been quietly working through a number of issues. And then now he's kind of been limited in practice and stuff like that, which isn't great for the Bucks. But then to his right side, you've got this all American, this just super capable um, guy and, and Tristan Wirfs. So, and we've seen Tristan Wirfs take on some, some matches with Aaron Donald in the past. And while the result wasn't in favor of the bucks, there were some plays that were highly unfavorable of Tristan Wirfs in this matchup. So between Shaq Mason and Tristan Wirfs, I can see a nice little entertaining matchup here. I can see some good competition, but at this point, I, I really do trust that works. Once he has a guy's number, um, he can relay that information to Shaq, to Shaq Mason and they can have a plan on how to contain. I don't know if contains the right word because you're not going to really eliminate a guy like Aaron Donald, but no. you know, you can minimize his, yes. his impactful plays. You know, you can not allow this guy to get inside or get to Tom Brady you know, three out of five times or hopefully it would be more like three out of seven, if you will. But like you can you can minimize his his abilities. So um, I waver on that. I do feel good about the fact that the side of the line that he's going to be attacking um, for the Bucks offensive line is probably the most capable and manageable part of this whole line. And so we'll see how how that fares. Um, With that said, Kaylee. There is a lineup out there too, which anytime we think of this offensive line, I think that kind of pivots us into some run game conversation. And I wouldn't be surprised if you have uh, anything for, for run game info. So um, my only thoughts with this was Leonard for Rashad white versus Bobby Wagner, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. I'm sure Bobby Wagner is a name that you've heard all season. Um, he is having himself a season, even though the team as a whole only has three wins to show for it. Uh, but his high run defense grade hasn't had a sack since week two versus the Falcons. And his best game was versus the 49ers in week four. So while he is a, while he is a force to be reckoned with, if you will, um, could this be an opportunity for Leonard Fournette? That's it's clear as day. There's no run game in this offense. Um, their run play percentage is like 36%. I want to say, or maybe even 
maybe even 31%, under 35% actually. And with that, we know that they need to try to get it going. Um, we know that you really need to try something. They've got to figure something out. Yeah. Like I almost have no words for how to describe this. It, it, it's, it's redundant. Um, and it's just, yeah, they've got to figure something out and there might be a small opportunity to do so here, uh, between the linebacking group that they have, even though they're quality guys, again, Wagner hasn't really produced much since week four. And then you've got Aaron Donald who will be taking care of the line. And then you've got that left side where Luke Gadecki being out, Gadecki, excuse me, being out, um, puts Leverett back in, giving Leverett more time alongside Donovan Smith and so on and so forth. So just having that little bit better of an option on that side there, um, I'm hoping, everybody's hoping, that there can be more of an established run game taking place here because it's going to alleviate the team. When you know what to expect, they become predictable, as Tom Brady said, because they become one-dimensional. And yep. if they become one-dimensional, then that's where they will get completely exploited between Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and so on and so forth throughout that um, ramp. Which defense. is what we've been saying for, I don't know, maybe the last five, six weeks, Casey. So yeah, glad Tom well. Brady figured that out and said it. I mean, I think that they knew I guess that. he just needed a break to get there. Who knows? <laughs> but yes, this team has been very one-dimensional. Whenever you have a guy like Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, and you're not able to make plays with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, this this run game for, for the Bucks. We can legitimately say it has sucked. Like it is yeah. one of, if not the best, the worst in the <laughs> league, depending on the stat that you pull. But Casey, there is an opportunity because you know who lets up a lot of rushing yards? Who? And, and specifically in the last three games, the Rams. So yep. in the last three games specifically, they have let teams run on them 122 yards on average per game in their last three games, which those were three losses. We're hoping to add another loss this weekend. Yes. Uh, so I think that that does bode well in the Bucks' favor to try to work on something, to try mm -hmm. to get something going, to try to do something different. And Casey, this is helpful in my next point, which the Bucks have really struggled. Oh, you and I have talked about this ad nauseum. <laughs> have really struggled on third downs. There were four and 13 oh, yeah. on third downs last game. Yeah. That ranks 25th in the NFL. Even though, even though Brady passed for 325, he hit over 300 yards. Mike Evans, over a hundred yard game. They were still, why did they lose? If you want to boil it down to just one thing offensively, yep. third down conversions. Four and 13 is not going to be good enough. Well, you're playing a Rams defense that ranks 22nd in the NFL mm -hmm. uh, on third down conversion percentage. So they allow opponents to uh, convert about 35, well, 40% of the time ish. Uh, there's different like, in their last game specifically, it was 50% of the time. So mm -hmm. that's something that you can take advantage of. Now, that was when the Rams were playing the 49ers. I don't know if I want to compare this Bucks team to the 49ers just yet. Yeah. But however, however the mm -hmm. fact that they did allow it is room for opportunity. You're able to wiggle in there and maybe get something going on third down. And if you're not one-dimensional, then that really helps you convert on third downs. And then again, if you're moving the ball, 
your third downs are looking like third and three, hopefully, and not mm -hmm. third and eight, which you never want to get into those situations <laughs> where it's like, you know, a they little bit manage. longer and you're forced to, to go out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. or you're forced into a, a very one dimensional play. You're not able to get creative. So I think yep. those are some of my things, you know, keys, if you will, um, for the bucks to, to really take advantage of where this Rams defense is right now, utilize Mike Evans, attack their attack them on the ground in unique ways. You have to get out of that one dimensional play and you have to play better on third down Four yep. and 13 is not going to cut it. Um, and so being able to move the ball, keep yourself out of those third and longs, that's going to be really helpful uh, whenever you're going to take on this, this Rams team that is, is down on their luck. They're not having the season that they want either. They want to turn mm -hmm. it around, but I think, I think both teams have the opportunity to, but I'm going to say, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, Casey, and say that I do think after some time off, I think the Bucks want it more. Yeah, um, absolutely, actually, in, in many ways, because for them, they, they almost got too reliant on the fact that guys weren't being able to stay healthy, and then there was injuries, and then that forced people out of their their roles, if you will, which have been a, a part of it besides the lack of sequencing and play calling, if you will. Um, but something that I wanted to jump back to that you said that really stood out to me was those last three games, the rushing yards that they have allowed and stuff. One thing to put in perspective, Bucks fans, is one of those teams is the Carolina Panthers, if you will. Carolina Panthers were, I think, right before their bye week, even. And even with the two quarterbacks, I think it was Edson and, and uh, Walker, they gave this Rams team a hard time and really made them work for that 24 to 10 victory. And so something else, too, is that in that game for, I don't know, I want to say the first half, if you will, it almost looked very winnable for the Panthers, something that the Bucks just dealt with themselves. So so just to see where their struggles lied, they're almost a complete parallel team to where this Bucks defense has struggled as well. Uh, the Falcons, right there with them. They barely pulled off a narrow win versus the Falcons. I think that one was 31 to 27. And something else to keep in mind is that that 31 to 27 win, narrow win to the Falcons, was the last time that the Rams have put up 31 points, which I think just takes us into this Bucks defense versus the Rams offense. Because oh, for sure. This Rams offense, they haven't been able to really find the red zone themselves that much either. And no. Kaylee, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, there might, may or may not be Cooper Cup on the field, who's always the most problematic player, if you will. And then there's the expected return of Cam Ackers, which, you know, as much as people are excited for this return, they're like, whoa, going up against this run defense that's been terrible since week two. Yeah, well, even though he hasn't been in every game this season, he only has 151 yards, one touchdown, and, well, he hasn't done much this season. He's been probably a crucial guy on those third down plays that the Bucks defense would have been having issues managing as of late. But outside of that, having seen the guy since October 9th, only has 151 rushing yards, one touchdown. How we can't really put all of our put of all put all of our uh I don't want to say hope, but you can't really have such high expectations of the expected return of Cam Ackers. And as for a team that may want it more after this break, I think this break allowed them to really 
I don't know, have honest conversations of what's really going on, what they need to do to be present at the facility, present on the practice field and translate that presentness to the football field. I think that they are in the better position to want this more, to eliminate some of the distractions now that have just been hovering over this team. Because to most of our knowledge, all the news is out. Everybody should be good to just move on or start moving in a direction, not move on entirely, but, you know, start Yeah, Yeah. not getting so wrapped up in headlines and stuff. Um, Devin White even took the time to somewhat apologize cryptically to Greg Allman on Twitter. I don't know. So it seems like everybody's just feeling more at ease. Um, And then what I do love is that Greg was asked on Twitter, you know, what's the environment been like? What's the energy been like? What's the vibe been like? And he said, you know, it does feel like they've reset a little bit, honestly. And to hear that from a guy is honest and who can translate what's really happening somewhere is Greg Almond. That gives, that makes me feel good about it. So I, I completely back that statement, Kaylee. I think that they want it more. I think that this break has been helpful for them. And I think that they can come and contain this Rams mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. So the most interesting thing to me about this game, and you said it at the very beginning, is that these are two teams that are in a very similar place. And I would even go one step further and say offensively, it's kind of copy paste where, where they're at. Both offenses, uh, both offensive lines have struggled. Both quarterbacks have kind of struggled. Both, you know, they're each run game, like that's they're not really finding it. Um, nope. people expected more from Cooper Cup, people expected more from Mike Evans at times. People so offenses. Mm-hmm. This these two teams are in very, very similar deep in, uh, places defensively the bucks have a better defense than the rams 100%. I I they at least they can if they play correctly. Got they can have a, they have a better defense than the rams. So that's why I think that this is a this is an opportunity for the defense to come out, shine, be who they're meant to be. This Rams O-line has allowed 24 sacks so far this season. Guess how many sacks the bucks have this season, Casey? 25. So this is an opportunity to get at the quarterback, put a lot of pressure. Um, mm-hmm. The Bucks' pass defense has only had about 23.8% pressure uh, on a quarterback uh, in passing. So you're going to want to up that. You're going to want to put a lot more Big pressure thing. on Stafford this week. He only had 187 yards in the air. In week eight, that's not much. Mm-hmm. The only, you know, Cooper Cup had 12 targets and 79 yards. They're not really, they haven't figured out what to do with Tyler Tigby. Like, there's still some question marks. Like, he's not really being targeted as much. Um, it, it, that is confusing in and of itself because he's a seemingly good player, but he's mm-hmm. not being targeted. So I think that they are in like a, I think that they're a few weeks behind the Bucks in terms of figuring it out. So I think that this is a team where you can really go in and take advantage and show that you are the better team. Yep. Show, go out there and show what kind of defense you can be. Because if you remember again, it was the first three weeks of this, of, of this season that we were talking about this defense and saying, 
This is the defense that's going to own the NFL. They've returned almost all of their players. They've got Todd Bowles. They've got the leader at the helm. They've got, you know, mm -hmm. Devin White. And you've got the – you have all of these pieces. And I know that you have some guys out with injury this week. But this is just an opportunity for more guys to step up. And for the people who are leaders, Devin White, you need to step up and you need to be a leader. So I'm mm -hmm. really happy to hear what you were saying about Devin White and the fact that he has – you know, it seems like – put all that stuff aside, turn to the page and is trying to move forward because that's what you have to do. You have to take advantage of each and every opportunity, go out there. And this is a Rams offense that you can, I truly believe really, really get at their O-line has been struggling. So I, I think that this is a fantastic opportunity to show what you can do. Uh, maybe even a few appearances, I don't know, from the secondary. I would love to see the secondary get more involved. They need to get more involved. You and I have been mm -hmm. calling for it for a few weeks now. Absolutely. I think this is definitely an opportunity. Secondary, get involved, do something. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to walk away with at least one interception. Oh my gosh, more than one. Their goal in training camp was five interceptions. And again, their only turnover person really uh, effectively was Logan Ryan and the yep. wind just kind of escaped this entire this entire defense once he went out. So great point there, Kaylee, because something that, that I had in mind too, once evaluating this Rams offense versus Bucks defense was that they have a big opportunity here to get Matthew Stafford on his back, dirty up his Jersey, yeah. rack up some sacks. Um, his passer rating under pressure is 68.3%, but it's, it's, it's his 3.41 turnover worthy percentage that really stands out to me there. He can be forced into um, pressure positions to make mistakes. So this is a game, just as you asked Kaylee, where they could get those interceptions um, and they can also rack up some sacks. Something else that's very similar, eerily similar to this Rams offense and Bucks offense, if you will, is that. Um, their left guard, they're having issues at their left guard. He has a PFF grading of like 38%. Oof. That's an F minus, if you will. <laughs> um, so that's, and not to take it back to Gedeke, but Gedeke is down there in the 30% too on PFF. So they have this, ex this identical situation. And it seriously is copy and paste. Left guard. <laughs> yeah. Literally copy and paste left guard situation issues there. And then theirs gets like one notch worse because you also have their center, Brian Allen, who didn't participate in the beginning of the week, went to limited participation and he's banged up. And now if he has to go up against a guy like Akeem Hicks, whom I was referring to as a killer whale in training camp in week one and week two, yeah, buddy, you're going to have your hands full here and you're going to create an opportunity to let these guys get in there. We have seen Vita Vea, um, just a little bit more and a little bit more in games. And I think he's at like yep. two or three sacks, maybe two and a half sacks for the season. If, if, if bulls is right about people being able to assume their natural roles, and now you can mindlessly tap back into your, your instinct, your intuition, because defense is instinct and intuition. If you can naturally get back to that without having to second guess or overthink what you're doing there, then this defense can probably level back up a couple percentages closer to what we were seeing in week two, um, you know, right before Akeem Hicks went out for week three with that foot injury. So that's this O-line having issues should be a, a, a trigger of excitement for this defense, if you will. Um, you don't want to come in and overload Akeem Hicks, obviously, but, you know, he almost made the return last week versus the Ravens. He was a game-time decision. Seeing him in full participation this week just really – is a good sign for this team. And if everybody can move in, then, 
you know, Shaq Barrett not being in shouldn't be so obvious. Um, we've seen good things out of Anthony Nelson. We've seen good things out of Carl Nassib. And again, guys, I'll say it a hundred times just to bring any hope and light to this situation. It was Carl Nassib that said when he was returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he loved learning from Shaq Barrett. He loved sitting mm -hmm. close to him to, to learn from him, to pick his brain, to see what he sees on the field. So you have a player out there that can have similar instincts and abilities as Shaq Barrett, just a different body type, um, longer build, longer arms. So he has a little bit more to work through there, but we've seen Nassib and Nelson do good things this season and both of them collect sacks. So this is a, Huge opportunity to see who actually steps up um, if there's real leadership on the defensive side of the ball and where it lies. So I'm calling on Vita Vea to show up and have a game. I'm calling on Anthony Nelson to show up and have a game. I'm calling on Joe Tryanchenka, who's kind of had this motor that's great to see, but the efficiency has lacked game by game. It hasn't been super consistent. So if anybody has a target on their back, it's also this offensive line. And if any team understands what that feels like, it is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, so much opportunity here. Um, and then Kaylee, you mentioned the secondary, mm -hmm. as we said, Matthew Stafford's that guy that you can force into those mistakes and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully pick up some interceptions for yep. some turnovers. You guys need turnovers, Bucks defense. Please hear me cry when I say you need it. I don't know if you can call yourself a defense if you can't even really check off many boxes in, in that turn in that turnover column. But with that said, uh, Carlton Davis being back would be huge for this team. Uh, Kaylee mm -hmm. mentioned at the top of the Jolly Rogers and touchdown segment. Cooper Cup's probably not 100%, which gives – not that – Carlton Davis needs an edge, if you will. Cooper Cup is great. Uh, he makes any great corner or or safety pay for it, but um, that will kind of level things out a little bit for Carlton Davis, who's probably ready to bounce back uh, with a chip on his shoulder, if you will. And then you've got Sean Murphy bunting, but Jameel Dean and Mike Edwards is really where I want to see the level up. We know what to expect out of Carlton Davis. We've seen him be a leader in that secondary, if you will. Sean Murphy Bunting's been hit or miss, um, but sometimes, you know, when his team truly calls his number, he can show up here and there. He did slightly at one of the games that I think Jamil Dean went out for a little bit or got shaken up or some something got switched up in the secondary. So we saw a few good things out of Sean Murphy Bunting so far this season. Um, but it's really Jamil Dean earning that spot that he won over in training camp. And it's Mike Edwards. You don't call yourself a ball hawk and have no ball hawk action. I need to see the ball hawk on Sunday. And he mm -hmm. has a prime opportunity to do that. Their biggest issues are going to be Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson isn't getting the production that people expected him to have. Um, he was supposed to play a much larger role in this offense. And for some reason, the connection's just not there. If anything, somebody on his tail is Van Jefferson. So I'm going to be intrigued to see where those matchups kind of come about. As for Tyler Higby, whom you mentioned, uh, Levante David, you can handle that. Tyler Higby, which um, a Tampa native, by the way, guys, I think Eastlake High School, uh, friends of friends of friends that know each other. Higby, unfortunately, has been an injury-prone tight end for a lot of his career. So once he gets those good successions going with the Rams, he's kind of gotten banged up. He's got to had to play more of a reserved role. He is one of their third down guys or desperate uh, red zone guys. But again, this is a team that hasn't been so functional in the red zone and has had their own fair share of issues as well. So between Levante David and Devin white, 
I think that Higby can be contained. Um, this Rams offense, when it comes to passing, because Kaylee mentioned that they don't have the biggest run game, they utilize those top four guys in Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Ronnie Rivers has kind of been a dark horse there, and then Tyler Higby as a last resort. So copy and paste, Kaylee. I don't think you could say it any better than that. <laughs> it's, You're so man true. In, it's a man-in-the-mirror moment. They need it's to play that at the so game. It's so true. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean – so just to give you a few more numbers as we round out this segment, because mm -hmm. you gave a lot of really good information there, Casey. Uh, one thing before I get into the numbers, uh, you you said Vita Vey, his trajectory is also going up. Mm -hmm. I want to see him swimming this week. <laughs> he has been stepping up his game. He's been stepping up in leadership on the field. I want to see him do more. He's capable of it. He expects it of himself. And I think against this Rams team that he really has um, an ability to do that. And why, you ask? Well, because the Rams rank 30th in total yards per game. Oh, 31st yeah. in rushing yards. Last week, they ran the ball just 21 times for 56 yards. <laughs> Speaking of copy and paste, does that sound familiar? I was going to say, um, I think I've heard that before somewhere. Another roster. Uh, Stafford is 18th um, on the season, like in, in his QBR rating uh, with at 48.4. The one thing that I would be not worried about, but that I think that the defense needs to keep in mind mm -hmm. is that this is a Rams team that came out last week and they scored first on the 49ers. I want like you need to keep them off the scoreboard. Let mm -hmm. your team get into the end zone first because this is a team they don't play well from behind. They haven't so far this season. And so you want to see your team get out to an early start offensively which means also defensively, you need to be strong. You need to be stout defensively at the beginning of this game. You really need to hold them back. Um, that's not to say get bored in the fourth quarter. Please don't. Oh, my gosh, please don't. <laughs> but but uh, really, really, you need to be tight all throughout the game, but definitely trying to start um, shutting them up and quieting them early. I think it's going to put you in a great position. Um, and hopefully they will begin to just kind of feel even more dejected as the game goes on because they can't move the ball. They can't get anything done. And this Bucks defense is playing to the ability that we know that they can play at Casey. Absolutely. And I think there's no better advice or information that we could leave that off on and to, to back that up Tom Brady has said the same thing so a uh, great point there Kaylee which leads us into the one and only you go from a positive to a maybe not so cute <laughs> moment but you never know Kaylee and I surprise you guys here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns with our walk the plank we could either be really harsh or we could be a little more gentle and, and subtle or hopeful if you will um the word of the segment guys or at least for me I'm, of course i'm heading into this matchup with a lot of hope this team i've every prediction i've put out there everything that i've tried to anticipate has been not so pretty so hopeful is is my word if you guys haven't picked up on that this week but kaylee do you have a hopeful walk the plank for us as we wrap up here at jolly rogers and touchdowns casey i'm gonna let you take the hope i am hopeful that this team will pull this off and we'll turn the season around, but that does not excuse the person and the, the folks that I'm going to name 
in walk the plank. The people who walk the plank this week for me, uh, it's got to be front office. You yeah. had an opportunity to do something at the trade deadline and you didn't. And for that, you're going to have to walk the plank. You needed, I, I just don't understand everything that they've done this season because they've paid for guys and they've picked guys mm -hmm. up that um, they've paid a lot for. And we've barely seen them on the field. And I think that they were questionable decisions. Yeah. And I also find it questionable that when this team could have maybe used a little bit of spark, a little bit of energy, a little bit of new blood in the locker room, you didn't, you didn't do that. You didn't go out and get anybody. Um, right. I, I think that I have a, I have a really big problem with that. I think mm -hmm. that was a big missing. The, there are some pieces that are missing that I think that you could have made happen on, on Monday uh, and even Tuesday, right? Like yeah. the trade deadline wasn't until, you know, later <laughs> on Tuesday. Um, and they didn't. And I think for that, I'm going to have to make them walk the plank because I think that they had an opportunity and I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that they've like botched everything, all of the moves this, mm -hmm. this season, um, you know, between the off season moves and signings and between what they've done in the season, but I have not been impressed. I've not been impressed with the people for the most part that they've brought in that have not translated on the field and that they paid big money for. Yep. Um, I've not been impressed with those people. And I was not impressed that they didn't go out and try to get somebody who would translate to on the field mm -hmm. um, earlier this week. So for me, because of those reasons, Casey, they have to walk the plank. I think that's probably the best walk the plank so far because fans were very frustrated yeah. by the lack of movement and, while I think that they were just trying to stay true to the fact that they have confidence in this team, you can have confidence in your roster and still do things to better the roster yeah. or help the guys out here and kind of divvy up where the concentration or the workload is. And they didn't attempt to help their roster whatsoever. So Kaylee, I think that's a brilliant one. Um, mine's going to seem so whatever in comparison, but for <laughs> me, I need all the guys that, continue to just fall into the social media traps of being emotional, if you will, um, get off social media, walk the plank. The, <laughs> it, it's almost as simple as when people say you can't really translate things well over text message. Yeah. Well, the same goes for social media. When you're out there defending yourself on Twitter and Instagram, it doesn't look good. And, and it just pulls focus. You know, you can't say that you're going to shut things down so that you can work on your game and then be sitting there waiting to defend yourself versus every headline or media member out there. These people don't pay your bills, shut down the social media, walk the plank, refresh, resurge, reset all the reads that you can do starting with a reevaluation and come back to the table, <laughs> if you will, with, with a new mentality. And I know that age and maturity play a huge role into it. I feel like that's kind of the hindrance with some of the accountability, more accountability that we're looking for out of Devin white, you know, like I said, guys, take it how you will. There was a little bit of accountability in there. Like you could tell that the effort somewhat was there, but he also just wanted to silence the noise and you know, there's just too many. And if what's or buts about these statements and things are not translatable, through text message to hearts and ears and heads. And so for the, for our dear Bucks players that insist on being on social media, walk the plank, refresh, come back to the table, 
put on your leadership hats and get through the second half of this season, hoping that your team makes it to playoffs, not in this clawing and scratching fashion, but in the fashion that we all hoped that we were going to see coming out of training camp heading into the 2022 season. So uh, that's my walk the plank. No social media. I, I agree, Casey, because guess what? You know what speaks a lot louder than a Twitter post? Mm-hmm. Putting up some numbers on the field. So yep, yeah, do it on the field. Do it on the field. Don't take to Twitter to do it. Like Taylor Swift once said, you need to <laughs> calm down. You need, you need to. to calm down. So, uh, well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, fans, thank you for, for being here and listening on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. This will get you fully ready for the Bucks game against the Rams. And then Casey and I will be with you post-game to talk all about the game and what transpired. So be sure to follow and subscribe to the Jolly Rogers uh, and Touchdowns podcast. You can do that wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. But the best place to do it is the Odyssey app. So be sure to download the Odyssey app, find Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and turn on the auto download button. So anytime we have a new episode, which is three times a week, Mm -hmm. you will get those new episodes straight into your phone, straight into your earbuds so that you can stay up to date with your Buccaneers football. And another way to stay up to date is at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next week.